sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Please hang up and try again. Good morning. Welcome. This is a Removing Confusion podcast. I'm Tom Richardson. I'm your host. It's January the 7th, 2021. I started off yesterday, January the 6th, 2021, and I made a statement that I didn't know just how deep it would go and I'm not I'm not a prophet but I said today is a day that uh, could be very historic <laughs> boy was it boy was it yeah we we started out things in in Congress with uh, objections to the Arkansas vote we had a huge rally I, I know of a fellow that went. I haven't talked to him to see what he saw yet. It looked like I don't know how many people were there. If you if you get a good glimpse of it from some of the news guys, I mean, some of them I think they they didn't have the ability to show the crowd as as they'd like to, and there's a lot going on. But after a while, you got to see the the massive amount of people there. Then, of course, we all know by now, I mean, people that listen to me, I don't know how many of you there are, and that's that's not up for me to decide. I, I do hope that we can stretch out, and as we go forward, I, like I say, I want to stick more to a, a biblically-based, uh, but current events that go along with the Bible kind of thing as we go forward. But sometimes these things that come up, we just have to talk about them. We have to hash these out a little bit as critical thinkers, and I'm going to I'm going to reiterate: we will hear that from me often. Critical thinking—it's not criticizing thinking; it's critical. Being able to look at things that are going on and say, huh, "Wait a minute, something is not there." As my buddy Mike, said, we were chatting on me we a little while ago. Something's fishy. Something's fishy. It smells it smells bad. Now, let's just touch things real quick. We we know that the Capitol was breached. Why? I I come from a, a background that looks at these things and says, there's something wrong here. It should have never happened. That should never have happened. I do not condone the actions of those who did what they did. I understand their passion if they were on the right, but I don't believe they were, and I believe, I hope, that we'll find out at some point in time just who they were and what they support and what they stand for. We can only hope and pray that that truth will come. But coming from that background, and I know there's other guys out there that have probably said the same thing by now, 
the law enforcement background, uh, and knowing how the government law enforcement operates, they knew that there were going to be, they were talking upwards of a million people that were going to descend upon Washington, D.C. yesterday. And it might even been on the 5th into the 6th, because, you know, you gather that many people, they got to get there early. So you have a million people coming to town. They're all wound up in one way or another. And usually the uh, the MAGA people, as they as we call ourselves, are usually not violent unless provoked by other bad actors out there. But what we have here is the breaching of the Capitol and how did that happen? How could that happen when I know how law enforcement works in the government realm? They, they, they look at every possibility of bad happening first before they think, well, nothing will happen. They acted like nothing was going to happen. They had their, it looked like their usual contingent of Capitol policemen up on the Capitol Hill. Now, I'm not condemning the Capitol policemen that were there. They did what they could do uh, uh, in the video that we saw a, a loop of over and over again, people rushing them and then pushing them away. The crowd was so massive, it shoved them up the steps. They had to retreat to where they retreated to. But, you know, there's there's a lot that needs to be looked at here. And I'm talking critical thinking. We're only going to spend a minute more or so on this. Where was the FBI with their vaunted HRT? Uh, that's the hostage rescue team. Or let's just put a slash there, SWAT team. Zzz. They have more than one. Where was the Metro DC police in their presence? I heard one fellow say he... Matter of fact, it was the naked cowboy from New York, uh, the guy that plays guitar and, and sings in his underwear down on Times Square, who said he was there and he walked through the crowd. He said, you know, I never saw a cop. I never saw a police officer. And all those people, you know, you'd think there would be somebody. The Secret Service has their uniformed Secret Service and they have their A and B squads and all that. Where were they? I mean, they've got a lot of guys. You know, uh, the the uh, National Guard was on standby, I guess, or whatever. I mean, they, they called them in, however that plays. You know, but they should have been already there. You know, most people that respect law and, law and order, as as the, uh, the Trump supporters seem to or are supposed to, would respect them and, and salute them and thank them for being there. Uh, but yet chaos ensues. And, you know, then we have the caving of our uh, elected officials as they run for the, the hills. And then, you know, Kelly Loeffler, I believe, ma'am, I respected you until yesterday. Your career as a politician is done. Firstly, whatever transpired that she couldn't beat a Marxist, leftist, race-baiting, Israel-hating, so-called pastor, which I scare-quoted that if you couldn't see me. If you couldn't beat that guy in your Georgia runoff, you're pretty much in trouble anyway. 
But after you stood up and, and because you were afraid, because whoever got to you or whatever your motivation was, and you say, I can't object now. And they all kind of folded except for a few good ones. And we, I didn't watch all of it. I'll be honest. It went on until three o'clock in the morning. And uh, my wife and I have been fighting uh, a really serious uh, head cold illness kind of thing. We even got COVID tested the other day uh, just to be safe because I, I'm around a lot of elderly people in our church. And I don't want to be the, you know, the typhoid Mary that, that causes anybody to become ill. Uh, I don't really believe we have it. Uh, we had you know, three or four of the 10 different symptoms that you can. So uh, that's enough on that. Not here to talk about Tom. <clears throat> but, you know, if I sound a little raspy or a little breathless, it's that could be it. I have a, I still have some chest issues. But anyway, let, let's go on. When you show your cowardice, when you when you back away from the stand that you say you're going to take, you lost my backing. If I can't trust you to back the man who helped you and tried to help you get elected, just because you didn't, it's not his fault. They've laid everything on Trump. And I'm not a, I'm not here to, to shove him up as some demigod. I'm just saying that this man has worked tirelessly to keep Republicans in power. He did a very good job, as far as I'm concerned, of flipping the House a lot of seats. Now the Senate's another thing, and it's not his fault. Mitch McConnell, wake up. Your days are numbered. The people in Kentucky just might decide, we're sick of people like you, and we're sick of people like Andy Bershear. Now, I am not a Kentuckian, but I know a lot. Of, I know a few, and I believe those few are probably not going to be going to the polls for you next time around. And Lord have mercy. Let's pray that He doesn't come through. So anyway, yeah, I went into a political rant for a moment, and that's that's where we need to be. We need to be thinking, think critically, think clearly, people. You know. Don't sit there and say, oh my gosh, I was on the wrong side all along. We've seen some wonderful things happen. And don't just be narcissistic in our Americanism. Look at what's gone on in the Middle East. Things that no other president ever could or would do. Donald Trump recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, Israel, there has been this rush of many nations that we never thought would, and this is all, if you, you know, we study our Bible prophecy as well, these nations that have signed the Abrahamic Accords with Israel because of what Donald Trump and Jared uh, Kushner have kind of worked on together. So we've seen some wonderful things, some things that we, and I'll tell you, in my lifetime, I didn't think I was going to see that, but I didn't, I didn't think I'd see a lot of things. Now let's, let's flip back over here and talk about this chaos at the Capitol. That's all you hear now, chaos at the Capitol. You know, these, these uh, representatives, I, I, I believe they need to be protected because most of them can't protect themselves 
Kelly, and a few others, Nancy. You know, they're women. They're weak. Weak not only in spine, but just weak. And I'm not talking about all women. There's a lot of strong women. There's some good, there's that girl, Bobert from Colorado, who packs heat. You know, she's ready for anything. But they won't let her in, in D.C., of course. I bet they wish they would have yesterday. But we had a few guys that did stand there with the Capitol Police and try to keep people from breaking down the door. And that, that story is already out there. I don't need to reiterate that and go into detail. But they were Texans, and they were military fellows. And one was a sheriff or an, a former sheriff that, hey, I'm not leaving this room until I know those Capitol Police are safe. They're here to keep me safe. Now they need my backing, and they stood there with them. Those guys need to need to tip our hats to them. Very, very, and some of them were brand new sworn in uh, congressmen. So they haven't had a chance for somebody to come along and try to remove their spine and replace it with jelly. Men, please remain to be men. Stand fast. Stand up. And you will have a very good future in politics in that ugly, sewer-infested city. Here's the thing. While we watched places like Minneapolis burn, and, and you know, here's the thing. These are common folk. As my preacher says, he's an old guy, so he uses words like folk. These were common people. These were folks that were running their businesses and trying to keep their head above the high taxation waters of a Democrat-run city. But they stood in there and they stayed with it and they kept their, their little communities. Because, you know, what is a city but uh, a conglomeration of many little communities? And these folks stayed their ground and kept their cities going. They, they gave their communities a place to go for their prescription drugs. And, and, you know, they didn't have to find a Walmart somewhere. They could go to mom and pop's grocery store. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Democrats hate that. They want you to be beholden to the state store. You know, like the coal miners used to have to go to the company store. Because, you know, they didn't have a Walmart out there in the middle of the hills of West Virginia, Kentucky, and Tennessee, and, and parts of Ohio. So you're, you owed your soul to the company store, and that's what they want. They want us to be stuck with just Walmart and their, their ilk. They hate mom and pop. They want them gone so Ilhan Omar can stand back with her diaper on her head. And, and yes, I said that out loud, and I, I'll probably get sponged off of all my platforms. But she can stand there and, and grin while her, her own cities that she represents burn and say, oh, peaceful protesters, people just having their voice. And, and she's not the only one. You know, there's a whole host of them. From the lowest forms of Democrat government to the highest. But there she, she's, a, she's the face of that area watching her city burn. But oh boy, now... You know, chaos in the Capitol, we can't have this. When the, when the, when the, when the thugs 
move into my neighborhood and knock down my door. That's horrible. But when they burn your neighborhood and come in and kill you and your kids and your and your whatever, your mother, father, or your local police officer, that's okay because that happened there. But when they come home, when they come to the Capitol, you know, the people's house, that ain't the people's house. The people haven't had a, a, a real voice in Washington for many, many decades until Trump came to town. These other punks turned their back on us. I don't think they're going to have that opportunity going forward. But we do have a problem. You know, now it's over. It's all over, folks. Uh, that part of our of our history is done and uh, Joe Biden is now the elected or what do they call him president elect I want to play you a little clip here <laughs> it's it's humorous and I meant it to be humorous but it's not this is somebody else who you may remember from recent history who had something to say I added this little news clip. What you know now, do you wish like you had a, sec, a, a third term? Um, and I, I used to say, you know what, if, if I could make an arrangement where um, I had, a, I had a, a stand-in, a front man or front woman, and, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats looking through the stuff and then I could sort of deliver the lines but somebody else was uh, doing all the talking and ceremony I'd be fine with it come on man what are we talking about come on man come on man there you go if he could sit there in his basement in his sweats with an earpiece in and tell some shadow candidate, some mannequin, what to say, what policies to pass. I'd be fine with that. That's what he said. That's Obama. Do you think he got it? He wanted it in 2016. Now, he's a young fellow yet. He's my age, 60, or soon to be. I'll be 60 in a couple of days. And he's right there with me. We're born the same year. I think we're born on a different planet, though. Let me tell you something. He got what he wanted now. He has a democratically, democratically, <laughs> a democratically uh, governed Congress completely. They own the Senate now. The Senate's at 50-50. But guess who's the tiebreaker? Kamala. She's the president of the Senate. He's got the Democratic-controlled House of Representatives. He doesn't have a democratically, completely controlled judicial branch yet. But we'll see. If they pull the things that they want to pull that people have been warning us about for months and months, we're going to have a hard time here in the United States keeping our heads above the water of overtaxation, overregulation, uh, corporations are going to flee from here. And it, it's, it's a sad, 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 sad state of affairs.
It really is. We're, we're in deep trouble. Now, look, this isn't supposed to be bleak and, and, and scary and, and all that. But let's just look at what, like I say, yesterday is a day that could be very historic, and it very much was. Go back and listen to my podcast from yesterday if you want, if you haven't already. And just remember, I said that right up front, and I didn't know I was saying anything about how historic and what kind of history would be made, but we definitely saw a historic event, not, not one that I condone. Let me say something uh, about destroying. Christian, if you're a Christian, listen to me. And, and you know, my, my flesh, as, and you know what I'm speaking about, as we go more into biblical knowledge in the coming days, we will maybe make that a little bit plainer for those that don't understand when you say our flesh. But, you know, our, our fleshly, uh, worldly nature sees these things happen and say, you know what, it's about time. But it's, it's really not what we should be about. Because anybody that destroys things, that's not of God. Let me read you a piece. I'm going to read you a couple of things from the best book in the world, and that's the Holy Bible. Okay, Revelation 9. Or, yeah, Revelation 9. 9, And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, and in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. Now, those names in the English tongue both mean destroyer. If you think it's okay to destroy public property, private property of someone else because you disagree with their politics. If you believe it's okay to destroy your neighbor's reputation because you don't agree with their politics or even their uh, faith-based standing, if you disagree with someone and you go out of your way to destroy their property or their reputation, you are doing the devil's work. Let that sink in. I try my best to not besmirch people's reputation. Now, the ones that are in the public eye and doing things that are obviously obvious to us of what they're up to, we need to pray for people like Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Nancy Pelosi, on and on. We don't agree with them. We don't really like them. But God calls us to love all men. It's hard to do. Okay, go over, go go now if you would to John chapter eight. We'll 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 wrap up with that here very quickly. I talk about critical thinking. I talk about looking for what is real. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> and we look for what is uh, the things that God 
will reveal to us if we ask him to. We, we, we need to be focused on God, right? I'm telling you right now, I don't set dates, okay, just so you know. But I'm going to tell you something a friend of mine said not too long ago, and he said it publicly in a sermon. He was, a, he was an evangelist. He said, I, I don't think we have more than four years left before the Lord comes back. Uh, I've seen a couple of really interesting videos that would put that at even less. I've seen some that, you know, I always said, well, we'll be lucky to make it past 2020. Well, we did. And I, I didn't set a date. I didn't prophetically say that. I just look at the way things are happening in our country, in our world. The 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 ticking of the clock is drawing near. Uh, another guy I knew that used to say, you know, we always say we're like one minute to midnight. He says, I think we're actually three minutes past. And another one who used the analogy of the bus going over the the cliff or a car or whatever, but, you know, the bus going over the cliff and, you know, we'd say he's speed, we're speeding towards the cliff. And he said, I, I, I think we're actually at that point, like the road runner and coyote, Wiley the coyote, where he runs off the cliff and hangs there for a minute and holds up the sign that said the end is near. That bus has already left the cliff and it's in that transition point of hanging out there in the middle air. That's how close we are. I believe that. I believe that we need to be looking up, looking up, setting our, our sights on a higher plane, understanding that soon and very soon we could be gone from here. I don't care where your rapture theology falls, whether it's mid-trib, post-trib, uh, uh, pre-trib, as as long as you believe that there will be an ushering out of the church at some point, we are drawing near to that point, no matter when it is. We can look at that someday in the future. There's a, that's a huge, long study. There's like seven different rapture theories that you can get into, and, and you pick the one that fits you the best. But just don't go for the one that says, there's no, there will be A. I guarantee it. That we can depend upon. We also have to realize that there's a second coming that's different from that. And that brings us around to, I mean, I, I went on a rabbit trail there for a second. But folks, let's, let's just understand that we live in a very exciting, sometimes frightening, if you're not tuned into the Lord, as you should be. But it, you and I have been picked personally by God. I'm saying this really slow, right? For a time such as this, Christian, specifically to you that are Christians, we were picked by God for such a time as this. Christian, you're not supposed to sit on your as they say, haunches, your laurels, your pew, and do nothing. We need to educate people. We need to bring people into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I have a, a message that I want to do someday where you know we take people to the cross, 
but we don't get them past it. Uh, I'm still working on that. There's no discipling in our churches, hardly. I shouldn't say no, but uh, there's a lack of it. Let's put it that way. Get people saved and then drop them, and they just go right back to the world. They know no better. How do you know better? You know the word. And since we're speaking on that, let's go to it. Did I say John chapter 8? I think you ought to know where I'm headed. This is a most misquoted verse. Most misquoted in many in many uh, ways. John 8, 32. Now listen to it very closely. We'll read it twice. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Not set you free. That's not what the Bible says. It says make you free. It's an interesting thing that, that, that gets lost. And I think some of, the, some of those other translations of the Bible use set you free. Make you free seems a little bit different. It's like, you know, you're being remade from a bond servant of, of, of Satan and, and the chains of sin. You're remade and you're now free. You become a new creature in Christ. Let's read another one. I didn't, I'll read it quickly because time is stretched. Romans 8, verse 2. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Friends, what I'm trying to say, this week has been chaotic in some regards. We've seen things happen that have never seen happen before. And those things happen. But within those and in the context of these things, we need to be intelligent. We need to open our eyes and we need to seek nothing more than the truth. Because the truth will make you free. I want you to ponder that. It's Tom Richardson. Once again with the Removing Confusion podcast, January the 7th, 2021. Pray for your nation, pray for your leaders, pray for me and mine. Stand fast and be ever ready for what lies next.